Hey, good morning, everybody. Welcome to It's a Religion. This is you, son of Dennis, coming to you live from the Middle West of the divided states of America to the republic for which they stand, two nations under God, quite divided with liberty and justice for some. You can reach us at ehud at itsareligion.org. That's ehud at itsareligion.org. And we are here to promote the word of God as the absolute truth, the word of God as the guide. The word of God is the foundation to build your life upon. And because it is the objective truth from God, uh, including eyewitnesses about how we got here, why we're here, what the purpose of this whole thing is, and <clears throat> what, how we should handle it, right? And at one time, I was afraid of that. I was uh, thinking that it was just going to ruin my life. I wanted to have fun. I wanted to enjoy life. And, and the more I get to know him, the more I walk closer to him, the more I walk in tune with his word, the... Uh, actually the more enjoyable life is and it's really really interesting there are certainly frustrations about it there's certainly uh, difficulties and i chalk that up more to my flesh than and my own desires and and not right ones a lot of times than anything else but um besides the point it you know you have that choice in this life folks i believe to follow god's word to choose to follow him or to suppress that truth and unrighteousness, as the Bible teaches, and follow something else, to follow the religion of evolution, to follow the religion of secular humanism, to follow the religion of liberalism or government, to follow the religion of fill-in-the-blank, right? There's many out there and many ways in which uh, people get deceived and walk in ways that, uh, boy, humans come up with some crazy stuff. You know, and God gave us the capacity to do that, to design things, to think things, to um, understand things. And, uh, it's, you know, it's really a, a huge gift from him to be able to do that because we're made in his image as the Bible teaches. And so, uh, at least in this season, of it's a, it's a religion. We've gone back and we're started, we started reading the Bible. We started in Genesis 1-1. And if, if you don't look as at Genesis as history, as a foundational document to show how we got here and, and what the purpose of this life is, then what's the point of the rest of the Bible? You know, I think there's a lot of Christians today because of the religion of evolution and what it's been able to do in our society and in our world, frankly. Uh, no thanks to Charles Darwin and all these guys. Um, that it's deceived so many and those even in the church to where they've uh, gone down this road of trying to find ways to fit it together to try and say oh well god created but he used evolution and i even had a guy say to me once who worked at a christian university that well you know moses he didn't he didn't know that much you know he doesn't know what we know today and i'm thinking oh the guy that talked to god doesn't know what you know today hmm yeah okay but you see where that goes. He was more worried about what his, you know, his compadres, his guys that are in the bubble of higher education, think about what uh, is real and not going to God's word first. And that, I guess, is my challenge to you is where do you start? You know, do you start with someone's opinion? Do you start with what you've read in the evening news? Or do you start with God's word every day as what is true and what's false? And so our encouragement, our uh, um, direction, if you will, is to say, look, go to God's word first, understand what it says, 
and then look at what the world says, and then look at what evolution says, and then look at what science says, supposed science. Because again, science, you have science, which is actual science. Hey, I watched these five things do this, and I wrote this down, and this is what happened. That's science. Um, Non-science is, oh, we saw this thing, and that happened 200 million years ago. That's not science. That's someone's opinion. <laughs> So take it, I don't care if the guy is in white coat on or not. It's his opinion. He doesn't have something observed from 200 million years ago that was written down for his benefit. We, on the other hand, in the Bible, have something that was written down five, 6,000 years ago that we can rely on. So here we go. Exodus chapter 22 is where we're at in the Bible. And I'm reading from the ESV version because I think it's a little bit more palpable for most people today. I started out King James, New King James, and was doing some NLT, but I think I'm going to just settle into that ESV for the rest of this trip. Okay. Uh, if a man steals an ox or a sheep and kills it or sells it, he shall repay five oxen for an ox and four sheep for a sheep. If a thief is found breaking in and is struck so that he dies, there should be no blood guilt for him. But, so there you go, self-defense, folks. If, but if the sun has risen on him, there shall be a blood guilt for him. He shall surely pay. If he has nothing, then he shall be sold for his theft. So if he doesn't have anything and he steals from others, he's going to go into slavery, basically. If the stolen beast is found alive in his possession, whether it is an ox or a donkey or a sheep, he shall pay double. If a man causes a field or a vineyard to be gazed, grazed over, or lets his beast loose and it feeds in another man's field, he shall make restitution from the best in his own field and in his own vineyard. If fire breaks out and catches in thorns so that the stacked grain or the standing grain of the field is consumed, he who started the fire shall make full restitution. If a man gives to his neighbor money or goods to keep safe and it is stolen from the man's house, then if the thief is found, he shall pay double. If the thief is not found, the owner of the house shall come near to God and show whether or not he has put his hand to his property's neighbor's property. For every breach of trust, whether it is an ox, for a donkey, for a sheep, for a cloak, or for any kind of lost thing, of which one says, this is it, the case of both parties shall come before God. The one whom God condemns shall pay double to his neighbor. So interesting. You know, God would judge these things, I believe, through Moses back in the day. If a man gives to his neighbor a donkey and an ox or a sheep or any beast to keep safe, and it dies or is injured or is driven away without anyone seeing it, an oath by the Lord shall be between them both to see whether or not he has put his hand to the neighbor's, his neighbor's property. The owner shall accept the oath, and he shall not make restitution. But if it is stolen from him, he shall make restitution to its owner. If it is torn by beasts, let him bring it as evidence. He shall not make restitution for what has been torn. If a man borrows anything of his neighbor, and it is injured or dies, the owner not being with it, he shall make full restitution. If the owner was with it, he shall not make restitution if it is. it was hired. It came for its hiring fee. If a man seduces a virgin who is not betrothed and lies with her, he shall give the bride price for her and make her his wife. If her father utterly refuses to give her to him, he shall pay money equal to the bride price for virgins. You shall not permit a sorceress to live. Whoa. Whoever lies with an animal shall be put to death. 
Whoever sacrifices to any god other than the Lord alone shall be devoted to destruction. You shall not wrong a sojourner or oppress him, for you were sojourners in the land of Egypt. You shall not mistreat any widow or fatherless child. If you do mistreat them and they cry out to me, I will surely hear their cry. And my wrath will burn and I will kill you with the sword and your wives shall become widowed and your children fatherless. Whoa. Think about that. You shall not mistreat any widow or fatherless child. If you lend money to any of my people with who you do, with who is poor, you shall not be like a moneylender to him, and you shall not exact interest from him. If ever you take your neighbor's cloak and pledge, you shall return it to him before the sun goes down, for that is his only covering, and it is his cloak for his body. And what else shall he sleep? And if he cries to me, I will hear, for I am compassionate. You shall not revile God, nor curse the ruler of your people. You shall not delay to offer from the fullness of your harvest and from the outflow of the presses. The firstborn of your sons you shall give to me. You shall do the same with your oxen and your sheep. Seven days it shall be with its mother, and the eighth day you shall give it to me. You shall be consecrated to me, therefore you shall not eat any flesh that is torn by beasts in the field. You shall throw it to the dogs." So some of these things in here, people would have a problem with nowadays, but most of it is pretty straightforward. I'm like, look, if you do something wrong, you need to pay restitution for it. And nowadays we send them to jail or they don't do anything. In some of these big cities now, it's like these guys get away with just about anything they want. They walk out with a, I remember hearing that from somebody the other day, this gal, guys, uh, daughter's a shoe salesman at a mall. And they're like, if people walk out with a pair of shoes you gotta just look at them mean and let them go it's not worth it because things have gotten so violent and people have no respect for the law anymore and that is the feminization of our society folks it's it's a it's an awful thing i mean god is tough on crime he's tough on situations because if you don't this is this is what we get we get lawlessness and for some reason, Democrats and uh, humanists and uh, evolutionists love that. I don't know why. It makes no sense to me. But but then they don't they don't like guns, so you can protect yourself in that equation, which is interesting. But anyway, uh, I, at the end of the day, I, it it still comes back to that simple choice: What are you going to follow today? Because every day is a new day. And uh, we encourage you to follow the Word of God and the truth, the objective truth of Scripture. So we're thankful for that. Lord God Almighty, thank you for your Word. I pray that you bless folks with it. And uh, if anybody hears this, that they would be encouraged and edified. So we love you and praise you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. Hey, thanks for stopping by. We will uh, catch you uh, tomorrow. Thank you, Lord, for the small things like me and her on a porch swing. For summer nights and fireflies and the sound of my old six string. Blessings on blessings on blessings on blessings. If I still got breath in these lungs, then that's all I need to get down on my knees and be thankful.